0: Welcome to Bake It to the Limit. I am your host, Katie. And this is a podcast by a home baker for other home bakers. Today I plan to make some mint chocolate ganache. I have have an episode from a few weeks ago about macarons, when I was making mint macarons, and I put those in the freezer. Tomorrow I plan on serving these macarons, so I'm going to fill them today and refrigerate them afterwards. But today I'm going to make the mint chocolate ganache as the for the filling for these uh, sandwich cookies so I've chopped up a package of Andy's candies that's what I had and it's only about four and a half ounces of chocolate I'm gonna need 12 ounces of chocolate all together but four ounces was what I had to start with so I'm just putting my bowl on my scale and I'm going to get an accurate weight of uh, how much candies, candies I have and I chop this up very very fine just as fine you, as you can because what we're going to do to make our ganache is we're going to just I'm going to uh, warm up some heavy cream and I'll pour end up pouring that warm liquid over my chocolate. All right, that's four point six ounces. I'm gonna finish it off with uh, some chocolate chips. I <laughs> got some semi-sweet chocolate chips, and we'll see if I can get up to twelve ounces. Eight. unsweetened chocolate chopped fine so I'll go ahead and get that all chopped up and I'll add it to my bowl of chocolate okay I just chopped up the three ounces of unsweetened chocolate I'm adding that to my bowl of Andy's candies and semi-sweet chocolate so altogether this is like 15 ounces of chocolate which is a lot now, if this chocolate isn't minty enough, I have some mint extract I can just add, but I'm just going to make it and taste it and see where, where I need to go. <clears throat> see how minty it is and see how much I ought to add. I'll probably only add it like an eighth of a teaspoon of mint extract at a time. But I'll do that once the chocolate's been all melted into the cream and before it cools off though. Doesn't matter if it's cold or room temperature because I'm gonna be warming it up on the stove anyway. I need a whole cup. Got a brand new package for today. This might be a quick episode because I'm just sneaking this in on my I... Now three-year-old is sleeping. Her birthday party is tomorrow as of this recording. The treats I've made this past month. we in preparation for her party. All right now, I'm gonna pour this into a tiny saucepan and just start my and just keep it on medium heat. You don't want to send your heavy cream. That's not. It's not a good situation to be in. But you also need to watch heavy cream because you know how milk does. any kind of cream does once it starts boiling it'll boil over very very fast that's a timer for another project (laughs) now as soon as my cream comes to a boil i'll be pouring it directly into my bowl of chopped chocolate and then i'll let it sit for one minute undisturbed i'm starting to get a few boils a few bubbles coming up at the center i mean at the edges of my Okay, my cream is boiling right now, and I'm just going to pour it over my chocolate. And I'll let that sit for about a minute. And and I'll get my whisk candy because I'm going to slowly stir it after it's steeped in the hot cream for a minute, I'll start stirring that chocolate. And this should be all the heat I need to melt my chocolate into that ganache. Into a ganache. The ganache will be, I think it will be like thin at first. So if if you were gonna dip anything into this ganache, that would be the time to do it. But I'm not gonna be dipping. I'm gonna be letting it cool to get it a little bit cool till it's a little thicker con- consistency, like a kind of like a hazelnut spread or peanut butter, if you will. And I'm gonna be putting little dollops of that on my macaron macaron shells and sandwiching them, making little macaron cookies. I think I need to store those in the fridge. I'm not sure. I'll have to consult the internet. Okay, it's just been one minute. I'm going to slowly stir stir this cream and chocolate mixture. I'm, tr- you don't, I'm not trying to whip air into it. I'm just trying to mix it all together until it's a very smooth, silky consistency. And okay. you now it looks like you know when you get ever get chocolate milk like you can with chunks at the bottom. Kind of looks like that. Chunks of chocolate, not chunks of milk. First, kind of looks like that. The chocolate's all melted at this point, but I'm just stirring it until it's completely combined. There's no light brown streaks. You want it to all be the same color. It smells delicious. It smells very chocolatey in this kitchen. And it should, because this is 15 ounces of chocolate. So I wanted to make mint chocolate ganache today. And what I had in my pantry was like an unfinished bag of semi-sweet chocolate chips, some unsweetened co- uh, unsweetened baking chocolate, and I had a whole package of Andy's candies. All right now I've got it to a real smooth consistency. I'm gonna get a little spoon and taste it. Spoon handy because I already used, uh, used them up. So I'm just going to put some a few drops at a time. See how that goes. Alright, our tasting spoon. A little more milk. Alright, I'm going to test it one more time. Not a spoon, i got like a little fork here. I don't taste the difference yet. Yeah, just a little more mint. I'm so scared of putting too much in here. For one thing, I don't want to add a bunch of liquid to it because I don't know what will happen to the consistency of my ganache because I'm adding too much liquid in it. I really wish my measuring spoons were clean so I could Tell you how much mint extract I put in here right now. All right, that has to be the last one. I'll just live with what I've got here. So right now it's a kind of a pourable, dippable consistency. It'd be great for dipping strawberries or other or cookies that you want, or dipped cookies, like if you were making homemade thin mints. I want something I can spread, maybe even pipe, into my cookies. So I'm gonna let this stand at room temperature for a few hours until it has the consistency of peanut butter or hazelnut or a hazelnut spread. While my mint ganache is cooling to the temperature I want it to be at, I need to finish one more little project before the birthday party, which is my meringue pops that I made a few episodes ago. I need to melt down some chocolate or candy melts and put the backs onto the meringue pops so you can't see the stick. So I've melted some of that lavender, the rest of my lavender candy melts that I had from the cake pop episode and I'm just going to match up fine little cookies that match the ones that are on the sticks in size somewhat and dip them in, dip the backs, the smooth backs into the lavender candy melts and stick them together pretty much. Just glue them together. And that way when you turn it all the way around, you have just a beautiful little candy pop all the way around. Okay, here's the first one. This looks like just finding two that match each other in size and dipping the one that's not on the pop and sticking it onto the pop, the one that's on the lollipop stick. I chose the lavender because, for whatever reason, the lavender was the lavender-colored candy melts was a little thicker, and I thought that will be a better deal for this project. Ooh, this one's a little bit bigger. Let me see if I have a big one. Good. I also made today while I had some time. I made some uh, extra, just a second batch of those rainbow meringue pops just in case i didn't have anything that would match i wanted to make sure all these meringue pops would have a meringue (laughs) would have a backing to it (laughs) i'll take a picture and post it on instagram at bake it to the limit underscore with underscore katie if you're not already following that you should because that's where all the photos of my baking adventures are located i don't know what was more time consuming making cake pops or making meringue pops the meringue pops are pretty easy but they spend three hours in the oven these are so cute. So cute. They're all rainbow colored with the pink and the purple and the blue. It's very adorable. I was right to make a second batch of little cookies because I have not enough to back it. To back these things up this one aside it's a little wonky and um, I'll do that one last in case I don't have any enough cookies to pack pa- bags for all my uh, ring pop cookies. I made them in varying sizes because I just wasn't paying attention when I made my first batch and didn't think about making sure I maintained the same size ro- ro- um, rosette for the cookies. lavender is really matching the purple on my meringues too. the lavender candy belts. So that's a happy accident. Oh, there's a big old messy one. I'll set that aside. I'm mering play, play meringue top triage. Not everyone's going to get a partner. I wanted to wait the day before because I'm not sure what will happen to meringues after you, um, Dip them in chocolate or candy melts. I'm not sure if they'll continue to keep and stay dry or if they'll start to you know kind of dissolve into the chocolate. So this is a bit of an experiment. I'll find out tomorrow if these haven't gotten all sticky or tacky. Let's see, if this a match for this big one? Oh it is, it's a really good match. I only had a little bit of those lavender candy melts, so I heated them up in the microwave in a small glass ramekin. So for these bigger cake pops, these bigger ones, I'm gonna have, I am having to spread it, spread it on the back of my cookies. I wonder since they're bigger if I'll need more. I'm gonna put a little bit more just to make sure they'll hold together. I also made these long ones with a little zigzag motion while I was piping. Um, I have no idea. I made a, two more zigzag ones well, today. I have no idea that. sorry, I have no idea if it's going to be a good size to match these up. No, the ones I made today are way bigger. I wonder if I should cut them or just not worry about it. Or you now that it has two sticks on it. I was going to say, I could stick these together, but that's not a good idea either. Let me see my other one. Also way bigger. I'll just have to match them up as best I can. And I might have to choose one side to be the prettier side. This one's a pretty good match. I'll we'll glue them together first and then shave off what I have to to make them even. And these may be ones that are only stuck inside the cake so I won't exactly be handing these extra long ones that I made out. They do kind of look like unicorn horns. Darren would be so excited if you he were here today. be recording a couple episodes today because I'll be, Mm -hmm. later this evening I'll be finishing, I'll be decorating that cake I made, the chocolate uh, cake with the salted caramel, that'll be yummy. Okay. I'll let you know how it goes if I try to saw these, uh, (laughs) so that they match, saw these cookies so that they match. That one doesn't match. Oh big one. Oh that's great. That'll match just fine. I'll be doing the same thing when I'm making the sandwiched uh macaron cookies. I'll be trying to match them up to each other. But I think my macarons this time, they were very, very uh much more consistent as far as size goes, at least. Shouldn't have too hard of a time finding appropriate pairs. I'm making the, the sandwich cookies. I don't know how many people are coming. I only know how many children I have. And if everyone, all the kids, bring at least one adult, then I'll have 30 people. But I'm assuming I'll have some of the people, some kids will bring more than one adult. And some adults will bring one with one kid. So I always like to have a couple of little extra treats around for the grown-ups in case there's not enough cake to go around. And I know a lot of adults that don't really like to sit down and eat a piece of cake anyway. So they can enjoy a meringue pop. Or a cake pop. Or a cake truffle. Yesterday was my daughter's official birthday. So I got out the biggest cake truffle that I made and put a little candle in it and we sing happy birthday to her before bed. And let her eat that. She's so excited. All she did was eat off all the the candy coating and then she left the cake. Last night, <laughs> it was funny and concerning at the same time. I was like, "Oh, it's gonna be a mess later." But she put it back in the uh, in a bowl on the table, so it didn't turn into a horrible disaster. These are almost done. Oh, I'm so pleased. We've got a few warmth ones. see Some sprinkles are coming off those. This so my last normal one, and I got two big whole wonky ones. I think I'm just gonna let those be. See how well I can do at shaving this off to make it fit. Yeah. I had a little rosette that had an extra long tail coming off of it. Snap that off so it'll match up to the one that's on the stick. Alright, so that's all my meringue pops. They're all done and ready. I'll take more pictures and put them up on Instagram. Yeah. I gotta finish off my my macaron cookies. Let me see if my ganache is ready. See if my ganache is ready. It was cool to the touch, but it was still kind of a pouring consistent, consistent, it was still a very runny consistency. So I put it in the fridge to help it firm up. I'm gonna set a timer for about 10 minutes and I'll check it then. I don't want it to get too firm because then it will be difficult to spread. My ganache chills and my meringue pops set up. I'm going to start lining up my meringue shells side by side to make little, so I'll be ready to make the cookies right away, the sandwich cookies right away. And I'm just going to do my best to match them according to their shape and their size. They're all pretty much the same size, so it's not, I don't have any huge, uh, big discrepancies. Once I have them all lined up, I'll flip one set, one row over, and or every other row over because it looks like I'm gonna have four rows of cookies. I'm tempted to make more of these, but we'll see how much time I have today. That will have to come after. I'm decorating the, cookie, the cake, or between deco- cake decoratings. I have one odd one that doesn't have a pair. I'm going to pick out my wantest one and set that one aside. And that can be the one that doesn't have a pair. And I took these out of the freezer a little while ago. So they're not frozen anymore. And when I was defrosting them, I removed the lid just a little bit so that I didn't get any condensation building up in the in the Tupperware box they've been in. checked on the ganache, it was not ready, but while I'm here, I'm gonna, I had some meringue pops I wanted to trim because they were horribly mis- mismatched in size, so I'm just gonna, I got a really sharp knife, I'm just gonna do my, see if this will work, I can just cut off, oh. it broke off right away, but I didn't take off more than I wanted to, so that's good. another little segment that's a bit too big on one side. Not a disaster yet. A disaster would mean I crunch and break the whole thing, so. It doesn't look pretty on the side, but it matches. <laughs> it's not obvious that it's a uh, completely mismatched. It's still three-dimensional. <laughs> I'll take pictures. See what you think. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hey. do you have a good nap? Yeah. Yes, right. going... I need your help. No, I need I need your help. I have these extra cookies. Do you want oh, to eat that? Oh. Oh, you do. What does that taste like? It's really important that you eat it right away. What do you think? Does that taste yummy? Can you help me take care of the rest of these? These are just extra bits. This is really important, folks. When you have extra pieces of cookie, you need to eat that right away. I'm going to eat this one. You can eat that one, too. Can you give one to your sister? Give that to your sister? Let's see if that actually makes it all the way over. Oh, no, she dropped it. Oh while. Wow. Well, that's that then. <laughs> so it looks like I'm done podcasting for now since my little one is awake from her nap. I'll talk to you in a little bit <coughs> when I go to fill these <coughs> macarons. I'll cover your mouth. Once my ganache was at a spreadable consistency, I measured out about one teaspoon per sandwich cookie and I put a dollop of that ganache onto each cookie, spread it a little bit, and then mashed the pears together, and I did end up chilling them, as per the internet suggestion. (laughs) Um, You should keep your macarons in a chilled, dry container once they are filled until you're ready to serve them. So that's what I ended up doing. And to see these macarons and more of these goodies that I've made on this podcast, check out my Instagram, bake it to the limit underscore with underscore Katie. Thank you for listening and happy baking.